0: Here next to me is my awesome, amazing, wait for it, wait for it beastly cheater oh, and um, sister Christ at the bridge. We're going to talk about the crossing this way. Amen. Oh, awesome. oh, <laughs> okay. All right, um, yeah, my name is Heather Ferrer and I help
1: to lead the teens along with my. and and, um, we have the privilege of being able to come up here and share with you guys today. And I just, I'm really excited to be able to share about the cross. I haven't done this in a while. And um, it's great that I get a chance to come up during a teen service. It's usually the teens up here, and they do such an amazing job, that they don't even really need us up here. So so I just want to share a little bit about the cross um, and what it means to me. And to me, it means something completely unexpected. Um, When I was growing up, I remember hearing about Jesus, how he loved me, how nice he was, how kind he was, how gentle he was. Um, maybe you can relate to kind of that image of what Jesus means to you or what he used to mean to you. Um, to me, he was someone who was tolerant, and actually, back then, he was kind of, to me, a little incapable. Uh, he was a nice enough guy, but uh, couldn't really do anything for me. Wow. And so I, as I got older, I started to reject Jesus. Um, I I mean, I really didn't know, like, what what could he do for me? What did he have to do with my grades in school? What did he have to do with my shallow and insecure relationships? Um, What did he have to do with my interest in guys or the way that those relationships started out really, really awesome and then always ended up in disaster? Um, What did he have to do with my parents' failing relationship? What did he have to do with my uh, partying habits or my drinking habits or um, what do you have to do with my deep insecurity or my self-loathing at the time? After all, wasn't um, wasn't he meek and mild?
0: <laughs> wasn't he
1: uh, a little bit incapable of helping me out in these areas? How could he help me anyway? But then, like many of you guys, um, in the midst of all this hopelessness, I was taught about the real Jesus, the of Jesus—not meek and mild, but rather actually kind of mean and wild. As a team ministry, we uh, have been reading, as the disciples of the team ministry, we've been reading a book called Jesus, Me, and Wild. Um, and it's re- re-showing me this Jesus's char- Jesus' character, his fierce love, his limitless power, his indignation about sin. Um, if you don't know this Jesus, um, I would say study the Bible with someone who's here, and we we'll learned learn about him. It changed me, as I know it's changed many of you. Uh, not, not just a small change, but a complete, mind-blowing, life-altering change um but even still i have to ask myself in the midst of daily living sometimes monotonous oftentimes challenging and frequently consuming life have i have we downgraded jesus into the old image of him really nice but really (laughs) incapable um i'd like to read scripture um, or at least i'd like you to um, look at a scripture i'm not going to read it right now but it's in john it's john 19 verse 11 and basically what the scripture talks about is Jesus is standing before Pilate. And he tells Pilate, you would not have any power over me if we're not going to you." Which is kind of like a, kind of a wild thing to say. <laughs> you know, it, it proves who he is. But from this book that we've been reading, I think this book uh, paints a really great picture of who Jesus really is. So I'm just going to end here so that we can um, think about this Jesus who is mean and wild. Those accustomed to Jesus, meek and mild, will be frightened by Jesus. Mean and wild. And perhaps they have already quit reading this book long ago. But what I've discovered time and again is the mean Jesus is more merciful than the mild one, and the wild Jesus is more fascinating than the mild one. Indeed, the basic notion prevailing about Jesus, that he is loving, merciful, and kind is right on the mark. C.S. Lewis says that every age gets something right and something wrong about God. This is something our age has gotten right. What we have failed to see is how dynamic, how free, How surprising, how untamable, how paradoxical that love is. This love is a grace that demands repentance. A balm that can hurt, an impatience that has a merciful end, a suffering that redeems. Paul has said, note then the kindness kindness and severity of God, Romans 11.22. If nothing else, this book has been an attempt to return to Galilee and discover that these are not two contradictory aspects of God's character, but one and the same. Our culture would have us put our faith in a Jesus who is a mere bed of carnations. Interesting, pretty. He adds color and fragrance to life, and little more. Jesus, according to Mark's Gospel, is half-dome, like the half-dome in in Yosemite. The vision of the true Jesus compels reverence, silence, and yes, fear. Fear is not a euphemism for awe, though it includes awe. This fear is genuine. For the women at the tomb and for us, because in meeting the resurrected Jesus, we stand on the precipice of life and death. We should be afraid, as we are afraid of the edge of Glacier Point, which is the top of Half Dome. But we are nonetheless drawn near to the very thing that can hasten our death if we are not careful. We are sane to be afraid, and we would be fools not to draw closer. Half Dome moments, resurrection moments, When heaven and earth fuse, when suddenly we recognize the presence of the glorious Christ, such moments make us gasp, stare, whisper, and tremble. We are in the presence of something both dangerous and wonderful. We'll be tempted to run, both from it with fear and toward it with fascination. We want to shout the news to everyone we meet, and yet, like the women at the tomb, we're afraid to utter a word lest people think we've gone mad. For Jesus has come to us, the real Jesus, mean, wild, impulsing, unnerving, and irresistible love.
0: Okay. All right. I'm going to share what the cross means to me. And what I have down is the cross means multiple things to me. Some things that the cross means to me is. Trying to wake up early in the morning at five o'clock every day to make sure I have my prayer and my read of God. Another thing it means to me is kids making fun of me of my choosing to follow or or go after God's perfect ways. But it also means to me is sometimes walking home in that bitter cold of the winter and trying to live for that one open soul to me, giving up hours of work to hop in that one Bible study or set up the Bible talk. What the cross means to me is denying myself my evil desires of God's sake. lust, pride, selfishness, and this goes on and on. on. Fasting what the cross means to me to say, Jesus is Lord every single day. I guess, in the end of it all, the cross means to me my life. And I'll give up my life every single day again and again for the cross. And many may say, why does the cross mean your life? Why would you give it up? And the only thing I could go to is the I'll turn to Isaiah 53. Come on